gets away. Mountel still got Better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we are back for uh, Monday's Experts. There's plenty of experts running around. Um, we've started the week all right, Jared. It's you and I. Woody is coaching and uh, Beric's doing the same. But um, we started the week all right. Brooksy Kepka, our pick in the golf. He's, uh, he's just won the uh, USPGA. Uh, I think he, when we went to air last week uh, with our tip, I think he was paying 21 or 24 bucks for the win. Uh, he's won by two yeah, shots. You've, you've, you've nailed it. You've uh, lined the pockets for um, all the listeners who love a little bit of interest on the golf. $21, that takes you a long way on the bus. You only needed 50 bucks on that. And um, you can buy the podcast. It'll only collect the money. <laughs> I think the podcast is worth less than that. Um, <laughs> well, let's get in. We'll get into the, uh, into the state of origin. The teams have been announced, but we'll do that after sort of doing a bit of a review of the weekend. Um, some really, really good football. Some uh, some great finishes. Uh, for me, probably the dampener is. Uh, I don't know. I just can't get my head around some of these decisions coming out of the bunker. Let alone, well, you probably think it's coming from the referee, but it's sort of more so the bunker. But anyway, that's the state of the game at the moment. But um, where should we start, Jared, with the weekend? Well, just on that point to start with, Steve. I went. Um, yeah, you and I have been involved in the game at all levels, uh, including being in the middle and on the sideline and playing and God knows what. And we all know how important the referees and the officials and, and everyone involved in getting a game going and making it work are important to the game. Uh, but I have to say, you know, the last three or four weeks, it's just been bamboozling watching what's coming out of the bunker and what's happening on the field. And it's the inconsistency. We all get the fact that referees are equally as human as the players. They're going to make mistakes. They're, they're going to make um, uh, errors. We, we accept all of that. It's the inconsistency, in particular when you have a video replay in front of you to make a call. And if everybody was singing from the same hymn sheet and we didn't have all of this confusion around what is or isn't the rule or the interpretation at the present moment, then it wouldn't have caused the angst that it is. And people are shouting from the treetops because they're just so frustrated at this inconsistency. That's the point. Um, that's the first thing I think just needs to be cleaned up at the present moment. And some of the decisions that we've seen over the last couple of weeks are just um, staggering. I mean, really hard to understand and that key point of inconsistency. Uh, so I guess that's the starting point. Um, onto the football. Well, you know, we've, after 12 weeks, I think somebody quoted last night on social media, this is the most congested table 
after 12 weeks of a season since 1953. You know, we only have three wins that separate the top of the table from the bottom of the table. Well, I guess if you take out the buys, it's four wins. But, you know, it's not real hard, as we've seen with a couple of teams over recent weeks, the Raiders notably, to put together back-to-back wins and all of a sudden climb the table and be somewhere in contention of the top eight or have a few losing weeks and all of a sudden fade to the base and be supposedly out of contention. So we now break into this origin period where we're going to have a disruption for the next six weeks of um, players in and out coming back from rep football or going to rep football, teams having buys, teams playing under strength. So um, it's going to um, you know, throw the table around a little bit further and some of the results. Uh, but there's some pretty classic football happening at the pre- uh, present moment. Yeah, I think um, if you look at the table, it's really going to be telling this origin period of the sides that have like really solid depth that can get through winning where they should win um, because it's tighter than it's ever been. I mean, we've got Panthers, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Broncos, Storm, all on 16 points. Uh, Dolphins, Warriors, Raiders on 14. That's your eight. So yep. it's crazy that um, that we sit here mid-season. That's the case. I, you know, the, the Panthers, you know, continue, continue to impress, continue to improve as the season goes on with the losses that they had at the end of last year, namely Appy. Um, their back row is new with Sorensen and Hoskins. Uh, very good performance against the Broncos again last last Thursday night. Well, the two key things I think uh, that stand out for the Panthers now in the last couple of weeks is going back three, probably three or four weeks ago, they got Sorensen back on the left edge, and that's made a huge difference. And uh, the last two weeks, he's just been outstanding. I mean, he absolutely ripped it through the Roosters two weeks ago, and again, he was just brilliant on that left edge. It gives um, Luai uh, a, a key point of attack now and changes the dimension of what they do down their left. Uh, Liam Martin coming back and they've moved him into the middle now with uh, Lenu out uh, indefinitely with his injury. Liam Martin has just come back at a new level. He's only been back for two weeks. Um, he just hurts people for fun. Uh, he's such a big, physical, strong guy. Uh, he's so nuggety. He's just so powerful. And he's just added a new dimension to their middle because the other thing about him playing in the middle third yeah, is that I reckon you can bring him on third. after, um, say, 20 minutes. He can play the rest of the game because he's got such a big engine and would normally play 80 minutes on the right edge. Um, so those two blokes I thought were absolutely outstanding, Martin in particular in the middle. The other key thing is their defence, we've been saying for weeks, they've been the benchmark for the last three years. Again, they lead the table in defence this season. They're only averaging 12 points against a week. Mm. And yes, the Broncos came up short. Yes, they missed Reynolds. Um, you know, I hated the game being played on that surface where it was just so slippery and cutting under feet and... and the Broncos in particular, uh, it doesn't suit them because they like to be playing quick. Uh, but they had options and they just couldn't crack that defence. Yeah, I think mid-year, I've been questionable on the Broncos, but the last two weeks they're starting to show a, little, a lot more resolve. I mean, they were well and truly in that game, and I, and I take your point. I think, um, you know, on a good surface, and let's hope, does, does Suncorp get, now get a bit of a rest? Oh, actually, we've got the women's soccer, haven't we? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's in for a long season. And 
um, you know, what conditions are going to be by Game 3 of Origin? You know, because that's in about five, six weeks' time. It's going to be clearly a Wednesday night night game, 8 o'clock where there'll be a bit of dew around. I mean, that surface will just be horrible. Um, if that game's not points under, you'd have to guess. Uh, th- my question about the Broncos, though, is come September, are they going to be good enough to beat the Panthers, the Rabbits or the Storm? And I'm just not sure that they are. Um, you know, the Panthers, that defence, you know, the Rabbits have both got defence and attack. Uh, the Storm, something similar, if the Storm have got their best on the park. I'm just not sure that the Broncos are going to be good enough to beat them. So very interesting watch there. Yeah, I think the equation for them is is is, is a, the first question that needs to be answered is they're a way better side when Reynolds is obviously in the side. So come the end of the year, they're going to need him on the park, um, I think, to go you know, deep into the semis. Second game, uh, yep. Friday night. Um, what a cracking win by the Dragons, Jared. Oh, is this one for the true believers? Hey? Um, <laughs> I know you didn't want to touch last... on this game, but I've got to touch on it. We've got to find some positives. Uh, well, I actually tipped the Dragons, so there you go. Um, and that late little little piece of luck, and they've had a fair bit of luck go against them. So it was, you know, they were due for a little piece of luck uh, that late little kick, um, nice bounce, scored with seconds to go, kicked the goal, win 24-22. I will say that, you know, with um, the changes that Carr made to the team, um, they did look uh, a little fresher, a little bit more positive. I thought they played with a touch oh, what more What a surprise. Depth, a touch more depth in I attack. mean, Lomax on his right uh, side, um, you know, Hunt playing his best position at halfback and actually having the, the best hooker in the club starting and playing 80 minutes, opposed to the well, and I think, grandfather time that I, they've had there for the last bloody 12 weeks. Correct. And I think the other key thing was he, he, he had both uh, uh, Kerr and Musgrave coming off the bench, which, you know, big bodies in the middle makes a difference. You know, they led comfortably um, mid-first half going into half time, and I think it would have been a bit of a travesty if they got beat the second half. Yeah, the Roosters are all at sea at the moment. Uh, they just they have the worst attack now in the competition, mm. um, and certainly their defence is uh, horrible. You know, they've leaked two hundred and forty six points. They've got a differential of nearly minus seventy, um, and you know they played on Friday night. I think the count was across their team list something like twelve internationals. Um, they are absolutely going like bustards at the moment. They've got an enormous amount of work to do. Uh, they get the the advantage of a, another week off, a bye, but there's a little bit of naval gazing that needs to be done there. But they're you know they're picking up some key injuries and outs. I mean Smith is now out for the best part of eight weeks. They lose Radley now to another suspension. I mean that guy just keeps having brain explosions, doesn't he? I mean to come up with the headbutt that he did, he gets three weeks on the back of having priors. Um, again, you know, that's a question mark against what was going on, Phil, with the referee and what was coming out of the bunker. Uh, neither of them um, had any decision against the the headbutt. There was a penalty that went to the Roosters against the Dragons uh, out of that same uh, tackle incident, yet the next day the match review say, thanks very much, and uh, lay a charge and with uh, prior carryover points, he ends up with three weeks on the sideline but yeah the Roosters are in a bit of a mess at the moment yeah I think out of that game for me I firstly on the Radley one I, I, I just I just don't get that like we've been the NRL have been so front foot about protecting the head like you literally flick someone's ear and it's you know that we've had games where there's been examples where you're in the bin 
absolutely ridiculous to think that Victor Radley can launch with his head into somebody else's head. Now, I know it's not, you know, as far as headbutts go, it was probably out of 10, scale out of 10, it was probably a three. But it doesn't matter. You're attacking the opponent's head. Um, I just can't believe that, you know, if they really want to stamp that sort of stuff out, he should not be out for three weeks. He should be out for quite a bit longer for me. I know that he gets... um, he gets targeted a bit and all the rest of it, but that guy has to dead set, walk out the back, screw his head off, and then screw it back on and come in with a new approach, attitude, and all of the above to the game. I think there's been really good signs in the last two games for the Roosters in their second halves. Um, they looked, you know, Teddy looked a lot better in the second half. Their attack looked like it started to gel a little bit. Um, and I think more importantly, that was with Keary at 5'8". I think when Walk, I know Walker's injured and he's out for another couple of weeks, but I th- the experiment has not worked for Trent Robinson. And I think Keary has to be your six and Walker has to come back at seven for these guys to start to get a bit of a roll on. Oh, absolutely. That's their best team. And Suwali needs to play on the wing. Um, and then they need some of those bodies back in the middle. I mean, the other... You know, clear issue for the last six or seven, eight, nine weeks has been Smith at nine. Um, you know, I, I think it's been a very poor buy. I've never been in favour of him uh, being a, a number nine. I think he's a, I think he's a thirteen or, or um, um, you know, playing in the middle, and that hasn't worked either. So yeah, a lot of work for the Roosters to do. Uh, yeah, they're still within striking reach if they can get themselves going again. But gee, they you know, it, they look very, very disappointing, lacking some confidence um, and are just not putting games away. And that defence is just a massive issue. Yeah, look, I, I, think, the, I think the thing there is that the, the, the competition is so tight and we've seen it with the Raiders that if they get on a roll, and they'll have to, um, and they can string four, five, six wins together, they'll move up the table real quick. Um, and obviously they'll have to beat a lot of sides above them. But... They've got the squad to do it, so let's see. Uh, let's see how they float through Origin. Uh, the second game on Friday night did not see this coming, Jared. Um, the Indigenous round, the Rabbitohs' record is ridiculously good, and they just, off the back of well, what probably was a pretty physical game against the Tigers, they just did not look in this game from the first two or three minutes against Parramatta Eels and. Uh, Moses back for the Eels, uh, very physical, like to take the Rabbitohs up through the middle, uh, which they they really commanded. Their halves were really good, uh, Moses and Brown, and um, a very dominant performance. Well, I thought there were a couple of teams on the weekend that had, um, in hindsight, what looked obvious letdowns, and uh, the Rabbits were one, and I thought the Raiders were the other. And, you know, the, the Rabbitohs, they actually got back in front 16-14 early in the second half. And in recent weeks, their form would suggest that they were in a position where they could then go on with the game. Um, I thought the seven had a really poor night and he's been very good for most of this season. He's had, actually had a couple of standout games. But you know, early in the um, in mid-first half, he, he missed a key tackle that, on Dylan Brown that led to a try. And then at crucial moments in the second half, he kicked out twice on the full on both occasions, coming out of their own end, on both occasions, the Eels then got field position and scored in the coming six. Uh, they were the game turners. I thought Dylan Brown was absolutely outstanding. He's just got such a beautiful left foot step. 
but he's also very good at playing straight and actually playing through the line, and his form was outstanding. Junior Paulo just absolutely put his hand up again. He's one front rowers in the competition and uh, ideally suited for origin football. And big win for the Eels. Um, there's this amazing stat that's been doing the rounds for weeks now that the team that gets beat by the, uh, by the Raiders the following week has won. And once again, we saw the Eels go down to Canberra last week and you wouldn't line up the form out of either of these games back-to-back within seven days, yet the Eels come back out and beat the team that's sitting on top of the table. Yeah, and I mean, just off that, the Raiders were very flat, weren't they, against Manly? Oh, they were. Yeah, they were. And scored early, you know, led, what, 8-0. And then, you know, led through some really soft opportunities. Touched on last week, it was Raiders' old boys' day. They were clearly very up for the occasion. I think their record on old boys' day is outstanding. They played... Uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and motivation. I think they looked flat as the game got going um, into the 20-minute mark yesterday and just fell away. And some of those Eagles tries were uh, soft. They also got beat on two or three occasions by speed down uh, edges that they got stripped on. And, um, you know, important bounce back for the Eagles. But who would have thought that the Eagles scoring 42 in Canberra off the Raiders having won six prior... Uh, that's the sort of competition it is at the moment. Yeah, we're all having sh- we're all having shockers on the tipping. It's very very hard. Um, Topsy turvy. Uh, I, I, I didn't pick that one. Um, and I, I think the next game. I mean, there's a couple of good Saturday games, but did anyone pick the Tigers to score sixty plus points against the Cowboys? Like, no. Firstly, no, I actually never... had the Cowboys winning the game. I thought it'd be tight, but. Gee, the Tigers. Well, I mean, I'll give we'll give credit where credit's due. They they actually are starting to, and and maybe the game is too impatient with um you know with sticking by uh you know some young comers that come into first grade, but they are actually are starting to unveil some really really good quality juniors. The fullback, the winger, um, there's some good footballers there. Well, let's start at the start. The market had one and a half points between the two of them. That's how close the market mm. thought this game was. The Cowboys went to Leichhardt last year, and although there's their record in Sydney at the moment and over the last couple of years has been very poor, they did win at Leichhardt last year. So uh, to then uh, turn it up as they did the longer this game went on um, was just horrible. Um, 56, it's a long, long 56 time. 56 missed tackles, Jared. Yeah, well, and it's a long time, Steve, since we've seen a team leak 66 points and leak 66 points to the team going into this weekend who are at the bottom of the table. Uh, that's just a staggering turnaround. Uh, you know, the one thing I love about what the Tigers do and what Sheens has been trying to do is, um, and we've been saying this for 25 years, I mean, Tim Sheens is an absolute master at set play attack. Um, and teaching his team how to open holes, how to run decoy plays, how to create an overlap. If you go back and just watch the highlights of that game, there are a number of different set plays that where they set up. the middle? Uh, that, that was a perfect yeah. one, but there was the one to the left edge, the one to the right edge where, you know, they were just really well drilled in what to do in attack, and it was actually about creating opportunity instead of this really boring crap that half the coaches in this competition do and that is just pass and hope and so that was a pleasure to watch the other key thing is where Sheens needs to 
uh, all the credit is bringing the young guy in at fullback. Uh, since he's been playing, their record has been very positive. They now come up with uh, three wins uh, and I think two losses since he's been at fullback. He was again uh, a key difference the other night. He's just such a, a very exciting player, and their back five is combining really well. Luke. Luke Brooks wound back the clock. It's probably his best game for uh, three or four seasons. Um, they were good through the middle. I thought Appy uh, was a lot more direct, only there were less occasions where he went sideways. It clearly was the difference between him then getting selected in the Origin team in front of Cook off the back of the two results over the weekend. And it's good for the competition. And who would have thought that the Tigers win... Sorry, the uh, Dragons win Friday night, then the Tigers win on Saturday and all of a sudden the Dragons off a win end up back on the bottom of the table. Yeah, and the Bulldogs win. Yeah. Yeah, Dragons bottom of the table. Going, We're going good. Um, quickly on the uh, Sharks Knights, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad game. Uh, your tip was for a lot of points that didn't quite come up. Um, well, it's really disappointing because it was like a game of touch footy. All they did was play end to end. But, but they didn't score points. <laughs> They didn't score points. They just kept going end to end, end to end, yet the final play just kept letting themselves mm. down. And uh, I thought the Knights were disappointed. They only come up with six points. Um, you know, uh, I thought uh, Ponga could have had a, a, a bigger stamp on the game. I'd say that uh, and the question mark about whether you want to risk a player with the concussion issues that he has at the present moment playing in origin, it's clearly cost him his selection. Um, yeah, the Sharks got the job done. They bounced back. Um, that's two wins now. Um, important wins for them. Secure themselves back in third spot. Uh, we keep touching on the point that they end up with this soft draw at the present moment. They now have a bye week off. Um, Knights disappointing away from home. I thought that game was far more even. Um, uh, they need to aim up. In origin, they have a game this weekend on the Sunday afternoon against the Eagles at Newcastle, and they'll have Ponga and um, Gagai. So that will make it a very nice contest. Yeah, the um, uh, the the uh, I was really looking forward to this game. Didn't quite deliver. Dolphins and the Storm. I mean, Storm were very good in the first half. Dolphins, you know, sort of bounced back in the second half. They do have good second half performances in them, but they have this tendency to let sides get away a bit in the first half, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. And uh, clearly very pumped up. You know, Kafusi and, um, you know, Kenny Bromwich and a couple of others and Gilbert, you know, they were there to knock people around. And, you know, Kafusi again took it too far. The whack to the head is now going to cost him three weeks on the sideline. Uh, he was in the bin for 10 minutes, which was an expensive loss in the, the scheme of the game. Uh, they just can't afford that. But um, it was, again, a good measuring stick for both sides, I thought. You know, for the Dolphins, and again, it shows that they're very competitive against these teams in the top half of the table. For the Storm, they had to roll their sleeves up in a really tough, hard-fought win. Munster comes out of it with uh, clearly a busted rib that he's playing with at the moment or cartilage damage. Um and he got a nice whack there at one stage. He's going to go in and play Origin with it, so he'll be an obvious target. But, you know, that lovely little short play to the left from Hughes to Munster, the little kick through, nice soft try. You know, that combination's very good. Uh, we're going to announce what we think are the Origin sides, 
but we're gonna we're, we're gonna spend more detail on uh, on Thursday because we've got sort of the buy round, so we've got plenty of time to really dissect um, how these teams might play with the sides that we think will roll out. There's still a few question marks a bit around um, uh, injury and which guys will actually end up in the squad. But the New South Wales squad looks like Teddy, Fox and Teo on the wings, Latrell and Tommy T in the centres. He was very good yesterday, Jared. Uh, the Panthers halves, Lulai and Cleary. And then in the front row, we've got Haas, Junior and Appy. Uh, second row, Cam Murray, Liam Martin back into form and um, our, uh, the Panthers captain, uh, Yeo on the bench. Nico Hines, great to see. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised by that one. He's been in form. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., I didn't see that one coming. And Hudson Young, Campbell Graham as uh, 18th man. Well, I think over the next 10 days, Steve, as we talk into Origin 1, the key difference between these two teams may well be the bench. Uh, the question mark about New South Wales here is, is Tommy uh, Tavoyevich going to come up okay? There were rumours earlier this morning around 6.30 that he had pulled up uh, with a bit of a calf strain and wasn't going to be named. He's now been named and Campbell Graham's been named as his shadow as the 18th player. Um, Luttrell gets back. That's the key difference to what they had last year, having Luttrell back on that left edge. Uh, we'll go through the Queensland team in a moment and what I think is just going to be a critical match-up there. I'm, I, I'm concerned about the New South Wales bench of having Frizzell and Pangai Jr. there. Yeah, sure, uh, Pangai Jr. is a big body and he, he likes to play with a bit of intimidation. The, the problem is the guy has so many errors in his game, you just can't afford that in origin. I wouldn't have. I, I, I'm... I'm absolutely blown away that he's he's on the bench in origin uh we moved into the, Queens, the, the queensland side i mean this side is a crack this really this really is a cracking side for me reese welsh so they've obviously um i would think we'll wait and see what comes out in the press but pong it probably hasn't been considered i would think because of uh head knock on the weekend uh Tuilagi on one wing cobo on the other wing holmes and um and uh the hammer he gets a start in the centres. I like that. Munster at uh, six. Cherry Evans, captain, at seven. Flegler, Collins up front with Ben Hunt at nine. Tom Gilbert, Fafita, Carrigan is your back row. Jesus, that's a good back row. And then your bench, and I'm with you, Jarrett. I think this bench is quite a bit stronger. Harry Grant, Reuben Cotter, Tino and Jai. Jai Arrow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, they're starting six in the middle. is uh, really strong and physical. Then they've got a really good uh, bench rotation. You know, Harry Grant, gee, starting him at 14 is just um, a luxury. Then, you know, a couple of big bodies, all workers. Um, the key matchup here is going to be the Hammer defending against Latrell Mitchell. Uh, that, that's that's going to be where the game may well be won or lost. Uh, and it's a lot different to um, being a fullback in defence to then all, all of a sudden coming into a set play position and marking up against one of the best um, free-running uh, backs in Latrell Mitchell. So Has he, has he played very any centre, there. Has he played centre? Uh, listen, I think he's had a few starts in the Cowboys when they've, they've uh, been down on troops. But traditionally, uh, he's been a, a winger or a fullback. He's obviously shone this year at fullback. Um and, you know, I, I looked at this team and I kept wondering whether he was trying to 
name the hammer there, but maybe start him on the wing. But he's named two standout wingers in mm. uh, Talagi and Cobbo, so he's going to go with that team. I'm, the other, I'm the actually other... surprised that Gago is not there. Yeah, yeah, I think his he's form two weeks ago was very good. He was a bit patchy on the weekend. Uh, One thing, Jared, can I ask you a question? Have we ever seen Gagai play a bad origin? And that's what I was about to say, and in, in particular in defence. His defence in origin is outstanding. So, yes, some risk. Oh, Queenslanders, they love to stick, but they've just sacked him. How's that work? <laughs> Anyway, we're going to do it. We're going to do a lot of homework between now and Thursday. Uh, hopefully, we'll have um, Woody and uh, BB here to um, dissect uh, the approaches on Origin. I think by that stage we'll have a pretty settled seventeen. We'll know who's in and and who's out if there because there's definitely a few question marks um, around well, a, few, a few players in both sides. The interesting thing this morning, Steve, is since or since last night and the. Uh, the naming and the leaking of uh, the teams that uh, Queensland have firmed. So let's let's set the scene here. The game one is in Adelaide. Mm. Game two then comes to New South Wales, and then game three comes to Queensland. So, um, uh, sorry, it goes the other way. Game two goes to Queensland, and then I think game three goes to back to New South Wales. So. If we end up with a decider, it's in New South Wales this year, as opposed to uh, last year the decider was in Queensland. The markets have firm. Queensland were at a, a line position of three and a half. It's now under two and a half, which really is not that big a difference. But they've gone from 235 outsiders into 215 outsiders. New South Wales, as always, favourites um, into the start of a series at $1.70. But the game in Adelaide, New South Wales playing that game away. Um, I think the winner of game one probably goes on to win the series. I think that's how um, key this playing away in Adelaide because then you would expect that New South Wales in game three can potentially win at home. Queensland in game two at home can potentially win. So I think um, the result might be up front in game one. Yeah, look, oh, my, my place will probably be bombed by uh, 5 p.m. this afternoon but by Woody, but oh, I'm not confident, Jared. I really, after seeing those sides and especially the bench, I am not confident. I, Gee, Slater knows what he's doing. I think he really knows what he's doing and I'm not 100% sure about our coach. But anyway, we'll talk about that on Thursday. Um, I'm not he's very going, impressive. I, I'm not going for Queensland. I'm obviously going for New South Wales, but I'm not confident after seeing those sides, and especially the bench. And we will be back Thursday morning, Jared, ready to go. Well, Steve, quickly looking ahead, we've got some interesting games this weekend. We've got the Dolphins and the Dragons first up Thursday night. Oh, it's only one winner We've there. got the Eels versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys having to come back to Sydney again. Both teams missing some origin players. But one of the matchups of the weekend is the Warriors are going to be home to an understrength Broncos. The Warriors just keep ticking over, don't they? The Rabbitohs, did they bounce back without some of those origin players against the Raiders? And then to finish the weekend on Sunday afternoon, as we mentioned, we've got the Knights versus the Eagles. So we've still got a couple of very interesting games this weekend to talk about, and then we'll be talking about origin as well. Righto, well, I'll catch you bright and early on Thursday. Hopefully we'll have the full complement of the panel here, including our lunatic Queenslander, and we can uh, get stuck into origin. What about the lunatic New South Walesa? 
well, nothing will change there. Well, he'll, he'll just, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe he could be ball boy. What do you reckon? <laughs> I reckon he, he, he wouldn't know what to do as ball boy. Anyway, we'll ask him oh, what position yeah. he wants, in the, wants in, the, in the coaching staff and see if uh, Freddie will take him on. I think Freddie needs there, some help, so maybe he takes Woody on. There would be scenes on the sideline. <laughs> right, I'll catch you Thursday. See ya. So. Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>